Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Progressive Field in Cleveland. It's game one of the Wild Card Series. It's the New York Yankees 12, the Cleveland Indians 3. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy watching baseball being played. And last night was brutal. It was awful. It was about as bad as it could get for Indians fans. And doesn't it just feel like a primetime game against the Yankees? Like they were just asking for the Indians to collapse. Like, doesn't it feel like in, in Cleveland, this is why we can't have nice things? Because every time, right, the Browns are on Monday Night Football or the Indians are on primetime ESPN or the Cavs are in the national spotlight, things just things just go terribly, right? Ohio State, how many times have we seen Ohio State football lose heartbreaking games because they're the primetime game on ABC, right, to Penn State or to a Wisconsin or something like that? Like, it just... Now, I know Ohio State wins a ton, but um, it just, man, it just feels like every time we get up for one of these primetime games, we get excited for one of these primetime games. It's just a gut punch. And last night was an absolute gut punch. The Yankees scored 12 runs on 15 hits. The Indians only scored three on eight hits. And believe me, most of that came from one person, Josh Naylor, of all people. Um... Let's get into it. Let's see how it went down. We're not going to go through this whole game because basically the Yankees hit whoever we threw out on the mound yesterday. And after Shane Bieber, we were not going to waste any of our good bullpen arms on this game. So it was it was the back end of the bullpen um, that had to go out there and try to get us through nine innings and get this thing over with. I mean, f- for the Yankees, Judge hit a homer, Torres hit a homer, Gardner hit a homer, and Stanton hit a homer. Man, they just, the Bronx Bombers were out last night, and uh, they unloaded on us. So, all right, let's get into this. Oh, and Garrett Cole was pitching for the Yankees, and he's pretty darn good, if you couldn't tell by that $300 million-plus contract he signed. All right, let's get into the summary. Let's see how it went down. And, uh... It did not start well for Shane Bieber. Four pitches into the game, he's already down to nothing. He gives up a single to DJ LeMahieu. Of course, LeMahieu led the league in batting average, led the league in OPS. Of course, LeMahieu singles to start the game. And then Aaron Judge homers on a fastball right down the meaty part of the plate and makes it two to nothing Yankees. Bieber would fight his way out of that. He would strike out Hicks and he would get Voight and Stanton to ground out. So... Um, you know, at that point, it felt like, okay, the Yankees, they threw their haymaker, right? They threw their haymaker in the first round. We've seen the Indians have some magic in the last few weeks. Okay, let's let's see. Let's see if Bieber can lock in. Let's see what he can do. Well, it didn't help that the Indians went one, two, three in their first inning, including two strikeouts. Top of the second comes up. He's able to get out of it, actually. It's a clean second. Okay, bottom of the second, two more strikeouts before a Josh Naylor double off the wall in left center, just left of center field. But then Roberto Perez would line out to end that threat. So, uh, yeah, 
uh, I thought I thought Naylor's double might be the sign of something because I said I said in the podcast a few days ago that somebody is going to surprise us six through nine in this lineup. Somebody is going to come up and have a heroic moment six through nine in the lineup. And uh, turns out I was kind of right. I mean, Josh Naylor was hitting the crap out of the ball yesterday. Uh, it just didn't turn into anything. So, uh, yeah. That's the bottom of the second for the Indians. In the top of the third, things would get worse because we'd get back to the top of the lineup. This time, he actually gets LeMahieu to strike out, gets Judge to pop out. He walks Hicks, and then Luke Voigt doubles off the wall in left center field. The line out of Shields is the first one to get to the ball, and we all know he has a wet noodle of an arm. I also predicted that the line out of Shields' arm would cost us some runs. That would cost us a game. Well, I'm not going to blame this loss on Delano to Shields, but it definitely cost us a run here. Uh, Aaron Hicks has no trouble scoring all the way from first. A walk with two outs leads to a run. That is brutal. That is hard to watch. As Void doubles and Hicks comes all the way around to score, and Giancarlo Stanton strikes out to end that inning. Again, 3-0 still feels manageable. It still feels like we're playing with the Yankees here, that this is a game. Bottom of the third, here come the Indians. Tyler Nakron strikes out. Delino DeShields singles up the middle on a wild pitch, a ball in the dirt. Delino DeShields takes second. That's what Delino DeShields does. He, they were talking about this in the broadcast. He anticipates balls being in the dirt, so he's ready to go. He doesn't react to balls in the dirt. He anticipates, which is actually pretty cool. It's a pretty cool base running tactic from Delino DeShields. So he takes second. Francisco Lindor pops up. He's out. Cesar Hernandez then singles on an infield hit. I was listening to this one. I didn't see this one because I was out walking the dog. Even in the playoffs, got to take the dog for the walk. Your responsibilities don't end. So I was listening to Hammy on that one. And then Jose Ramirez comes up and doubles down the right field line. He smokes one into the corner. I mean, smokes one. I mean, judged in our... Um, Who's playing first base for them yesterday? Voight didn't even have time to react. I mean, it was smoked into the corner. Delano DeShields comes in to score. Unfortunately, Cesar Hernandez has to be held at third, and it's 3-1 to one Yankees. Okay, we got runners on second and third. Carlos Santana, what's he going to do? Strikes out on three straight pitches and gets gassed. Gets gassed by, I believe, a 99-mile-per-hour fastball. He had no chance of catching up to and uh, I mean that's something that none of the Indians pitchers have right that's something that none maybe maybe Tristan McKenzie but even his velo his velocity isn't like that Bieber isn't like that Bieber sits in the mid 90s which is fine but to reach back and get 99 and just gas somebody like that there isn't a pitcher on the Indians that can do that so, Carlos Santana strikes out swinging, ends the threat. But we put one on the board, right? If this were a boxing match, you know, maybe we we finally got a punch in. And uh, three to one, you're feeling like it's still a ball game here. How do the Yankees respond? Well, they respond by putting up more runs. And this fourth inning, just by the end of it, the game doesn't feel out of hand. But just with the way everything went down, it just felt like... Nothing we were going to do, the Yankees weren't going to have a response for. Urshela grounds out to start, then Gleyber Torres walks. Guess what? A walk leads to another run. Brett Gardner doubles to left field this time, 
And Glaber Torres comes all the way around to score. How are they able to come all the way around from first to score? But Cesar Hernandez wasn't for us in last inning. So that makes it 4-1. to one. Uh, Higashioka, he singles on a ground ball to Lindor. Brett Gardner goes to third. Then DJ LeMahieu singles on a ground ball to short. Again, Brett Gardner scores. Uh, it was a diving stop by Lindor. It was an amazing stop by Lindor. But uh, again, just like what happened, I think this happened in the last game of the season where he made a fantastic play. Unfortunately, he was a really fast base runner, and he can't get him out. It brings in another run to score. So it's an inning where you feel like we should have been able to get out of it. A couple of infield singles, though. Balls Lindor made amazing stops on, great stops on, still go for singles, and it's 5-1 Yankees. He does get two more strikeouts to end that inning. So, I mean, he was getting some strikeouts. Bieber was definitely getting some strikeouts yesterday. It was uh, it was all the other at-bats, which I know sounds ridiculous. It was all the pitches in the strike zone, in the middle of the plate. And we'll get to Shane Bieber's pitch chart in a minute here. We're, we're getting to the end of where the Indians are fighting back. After Fumil Grace grounds out, bottom of the fourth now. Garrett Cole still out there for the Yankees. Josh Naylor comes up again, and this time he homers to right center field. He smokes one out towards the bullpens there. And Josh Naylor suddenly is hitting the cover off the ball. I mean, he put up an offensive performance yesterday that's like matched by three other guys. I think three other guys had four hit games in the playoffs. Mandy Bell has it in her article. I think he's the first one to have this many total bases since maybe Manny Ramirez in the 90s. Uh, so go check out Mandy Bell's article for the stats on that one. But Naylor apparently had a game for the ages, and nobody else around him could do anything to add to these runs. So 5-2, right? 5-2 is still a game. Of course, Perez strikes out, and then Naquid strikes out to end that threat. So 5-2 still feels like a game until the Yankees come up. With two outs, Gio Urshela singles to center, and then Glaber Torres homers to deep center field. It's now 7-2 to two Yankees, and I'm guessing this is where a lot of you change the channel, right? This is where, even texting with my brother, we were like, okay, this, this thing feels pretty out of reach. Shane Bieber comes out of the game. Should they have even left him in there that long? I mean, what do you have to lose? It... it if it's Shane Bieber's last appearance of the season, which it very well could be, um, what the heck? You gave it your best shot. Phil Maiden comes in. It didn't get any better for Maiden or Simber or, or anybody else who came in to pitch for the Indians. Um, he does get Gardner to strike out to end that threat. Would the Indians answer back? Nope. Strikeout, lineout, strikeout. And the route was pretty much on from this point. Phil Maiden actually would pitch okay. He would he would have uh, a decent outing. Adam Simber would come in, give up some more runs on this time on a sack fly to Gio Urshela. Then Glaber Torres would single nine to two Yankees. Brett Gardner would then homer off of Cam Hill, who came in to pitch for Simber. What does he do? First batter home run to Brett Gardner. Now eleven to two Yankees. Things would continue to be bad. Garrett Cole would continue to dominate in the seventh inning. He gets a, uh, after Josh Naylor singles, of course, Roberto Perez strikes out, Tyler Naquin strikes out looking, and Delino DeShields grounds out. I think that would be the last inning for Garrett Cole.
Garrett Cole would end up throwing 105 pitches, 73 for strikes. His final line, seven innings pitched, six hits, two earned runs, 13 strikeouts, and that home run to Naylor. And uh, that would be it. I mean, Stanton would homer again in the ninth inning. Or not again, but would homer for the Yankees in the ninth inning, making it 12-2. That was off Cam Hill, his second home run given up on the day. And then in the bottom of the ninth inning, Vermeule Reyes would pop out. Josh Naylor would double. Of course he would double, this time to right field. Sandy Leone would line out, and then Tyler, Tyler Naked would single, bring in Josh Naylor. That's that final run for the Indians before Delano Shields grounds out to end the game. So here's some fun. I, I mean, why sit here and agonize over the details of that? Because it was a route. It was an absolute playoff route. And on a day when we saw the White Sox beat up on Oakland, the Twins blew it against, uh, against Houston. It felt like they had all the momentum in that game until they didn't, uh, until Michael Brantley made them pay for loading the bases in front of him. And... Watching those other AL Central teams play, it felt competitive. It felt good. It felt like the AL Central was going to be strong. And then, man, they just beat us up last night. All right, pitching for the Indians. Beavers' final line, four and two-thirds, nine hits, seven earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts, and the two homers allowed. It ties a lot of career worst for him. I think seven earned runs ties his career worst. Uh, Four and two-thirds was his shortest outing of the season. And, I mean, he was – he's talked already. He already said in his post-game comments about being nervous and stuff like that. Uh, Carrasco said that he was asking him what's it like, you know, pitching in the playoffs. So maybe you can say nerves got to him. I think it's a combination of nerves, and it's a combination of the Yankees having a really good approach because they spit on a lot of curveballs in the dirt. He's, you know, in, not in the dirt, but down low. He still got his seven strikeouts. He still got them to chase some curveballs, but they looked at a lot of curveballs um, in the dirt. Uh, he's got, looking at the balls and strikes chart for him, there are some yellow, which are the strikes. There are some yellow down below the plate. He did get some chase from Giancarlo Stanton, from LeMayhew, from uh, Aaron Hicks here, so, and Gio Urshela. So he did get some swinging strikes down there in the bottom of the zone. But for the most part, they spit on a lot of those pitches down in the zone. And they were waiting on fastballs. And he gave them plenty of fastballs. And fastballs in the middle of the zone, too. Fastballs and cutters just right in the heart of the plate. And it was too many. I mean, we've seen Shane Bieber pitch to the edges before. We've seen him work the edges. Pulling up his last start against the uh, White Sox, there's a lot more fastballs that are up. He's working the top of the zone a lot more with his fastballs, which creates a big eye difference between that knuckle curve, which is all down in the zone, and that fastball that's up, that cutter is on the outside edge. Uh, that changeup can be anywhere. So it's a big difference between that against the White Sox and the cutters that were all in the middle of the zone yesterday, the fastballs that are all piled up, low, middle, middle of the zone. And so, yeah, it makes a big difference. There's not many of those high fastballs yesterday. There are some, but there's not as many as there were against the White Sox in his last outing. 
and location. It was about location for Shane Bieber, as far as I'm concerned, more than anything else. And the Yankees had a good plan. They were going to spit on the curveball, and they were waiting for fastballs. And they hit a ton of fastballs. The rest of the bullpen, Phil Maiden goes one and a third, has a strikeout, has a clean outing. Simber and Hill were just rough. I mean, Hill was basically the fall guy yesterday. Basically stay out there as long as you possibly can. Uh, Simber gives up three runs. Hill gives up two runs. Perez is the last pitcher to come in. Gives up a hit, but gets an out in the eighth inning. So there is your pitching for the Indians yesterday. In the lineup, Lindor doesn't do anything. 0 for 4, two strikeouts. Hernandez and Jose Ramirez both have hits. Jose Ramirez does have the RBI double. Tyler Naquin also has an RBI on the day. Naquin and Delano DeShields both have hits from the bottom of the lineup, although Naquin leads the team in striking out three times. Josh Naylor is it. He was 4 for 4 with two doubles and a home run, two runs scored, an RBI, his average for the playoffs is 1,000, and his OPS is 3,250. 3.250 is his OPS for the playoffs. Now, obviously, that's ridiculous, but it's still really funny to see in the box score. So despite the fact that it was probably one of the worst playoff games in Indian history, Josh Naylor is getting my MVP for a day. If you've never listened to the show before, it's a segment we do every game. There's always an MVP. There's always somebody that stands out for the team. Even in terrible losses like this, MVP for the day goes to Josh Naylor. And hopefully it carries over. Because guess what, Indians fans? We get to play today. We get to come back and do it again against the Yankees. We have to win two games, right? That's how this thing is set up. You got to win two games. Well, guess what? We've got two games scheduled against the Yankees. So it's not over yet. We ain't throwing in the towel yet. We got Carlos Carrasco going against Tanaka tonight in Cleveland, 7 o'clock on ESPN again. And if we win that one, we got Plesak going against the Yankees haven't announced who they'd use for game three. So it's another primetime game. We're back on ESPN, and it's Carrasco, the veteran, on the mound for the Indians. And you never know. You never know what could happen. Now, it's been rough because the Indians have lost how many consecutive playoff games, right? We were up 2-0 on the Yankees in 2017 and then got swept. And then we got swept by Houston in 2018. We don't make the playoffs in 2019. I think that's seven straight losses for the Indians in the playoffs. We need to turn that around. My God, we are too good a pitching team to let that continue to happen. So, Carlos Carrasco, we need him to be the veteran stopper. We need Carrasco to go out there and deliver what we know he can do tonight. So hopefully Carrasco can paint. Hopefully Carrasco can keep these guys off balance. We know he's been in love with this changeup lately, so we'll see if he can get some swing and miss on the changeup. If uh, if it can be effective against this Yankees lineup. Uh, yeah, it... It was rough watching Shane Bieber go out there and do that last night. He threw more knuckle curves than he threw fastballs last night, which is I don't think that's happened. I don't remember that happening all season. He threw 38 knuckle curves and only 31 fastballs, 22 cutters. He was probably laying off the uh, fastball because they kept hitting it. He was trying to stay away from it. He got one swing and miss on his fastball. 
as opposed to seven swings and misses on that knuckle curve. Um, he did get a couple of called strikes, but 8% swing and miss whiff on his fastball. That's, that's rough. That is really, really rough. In the White Sox game, his last start, he got eight swings. He got eight whiffs on that fastball. He threw it 46 times as compared to 31 knuckle curves. He was at 40% swing and miss on that fastball. Man, it was rough. The The velocity was down a little bit too on the fastball. I, I Maybe it was because of the nerves again. Maybe it was because he was trying so hard to locate it and just kept throwing it over the middle of the plate. I don't know. It, it's a tick down. Nothing concerning. It's not like he dropped four or five miles per hour on his fastball. It averaged about a mile per hour slower than it had against his last start against the White Sox. So, all right, the Indians got to come back and do it again tomorrow. That's all my thoughts on the game. The Yankees beat us up. That's all there is to it. The Indians have to bounce back. So thanks for joining me again on this Cleveland baseball morning. I can't believe it, but, I mean, today is September 30th. If the Indians lose today, they technically will not have played any October baseball. And we have been waiting all year for the Indians to make the playoffs and play some meaningful October baseball. So it blows my mind that there's a chance that they could be eliminated before we even get to October. So I hope, I hope we keep doing this podcast for a long time through October. I hope the Indians can bounce back tonight and win Come on, Cleveland. Come on. Step up. Cleveland against the world. Let's go. Let's create more magic in progressive field tonight. Again, the final from Cleveland. It's the Yankees 12, the Indians 3. We'll be back tomorrow no matter what happens. We'll be back tomorrow to cover the game and to talk baseball. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game. Go ahead, vent about Bieber, vent about the offense, vent about how cheap the Dolans are and how they put together one of the worst outfields in baseball. We'll discuss it on the show tomorrow. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor, so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash Cleveland Baseball Mornings, you can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play them back on air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning.